0: Welcome. I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Many here in the United States often make a serious error in the way that they think about how others around the world think. Yeah, yeah, for us here, we find ourselves busy with daily life, and that life entails striving for the American dream and, and trying to be the best Christian we can be, maybe. We want the best for our families, a good home, food on the table, some extras for vacations and toys. We also want what is best for others, and we believe in the sanctity of life. We call those that risk their lives for for ours or even strangers, we call them heroes. We value freedoms like freedom of speech and self-defense and personal choice, and we value those highly. We hold those that are vulnerable, such as children and women and the disabled or elderly as worthy of extra protections. Many here kind of live in a fantasy world when it comes to the way uh, of, of thinking many people around the world just don't share this same worldview. They don't see life as important. They don't want the best for others around them. They only have selfish statistic plans as a goal for their lives. This is how, how many terrible events in our world history have happened. Have you ever wondered how things like the Holocaust, how it happened during world war II, How could humans do such terrible things to other humans? When these atrocities to people groups like the Jews were discovered, the world vowed that it would never happen again. So, did you ever think that you would live to see what has been happening to the Jewish people today? From a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes this large mobs in Russia yelling Allahu Akbar hunted down Jews in Dragestan on Sunday, and stormed an airport, making their way onto the tarmac to attack Israelis who had just arrived from Tel Aviv. The, the North Caucasus uh, Republic of, of uh, Dragistan is a majority Muslim region in Southwest Russia that borders Azerbaijan and Georgia. It is an autonomous republic within the uh, Russian Federation. Here's a quote. Quote, in Muslim areas of Russia's northern Caucasus, um, mobs raided hotels looking for Jews after rumors spread that some Israelis had moved there to flee the war. This, this is a quote from Yaroslav um, Trofimov, who, who's chief foreign affairs correspondent uh, of the Wall Street Journal. Similar incidents happened in other areas as well trofimov uh, highlighted signs that were seen in the region that said entry to citizens of israel jews strictly forbidden quote a jewish cultural center under construction in nalchik uh, kabarino balkara region in, in russia went up in flames trofimov added that death to yahoods which is jews the is, is what the graffiti said and northern caucasus has its own um it's it's a it there it's an autonomous jewish community that lives there and has done so for millennia trofimov then highlighted a serious situation that was unfolding at the airport in dragostan city of mechak kalava which is where rioters uh, chanting Allahu Akbar uh, reportedly stormed an airport hunting for Jews. Quote, mobs break into the airport in Russia's uh, Northern Caucasus looking uh, looking to lynch Jews after rumors spread about the arrival of Jewish refugees from Israel. This is what he wrote. The mob overran security and made their way onto the tarmac and passengers who had started to disembark had to get back into the plane and shut the door. Former Radio uh, Liberty reporter Hannah Lubbacara uh, uh, also posted videos uh, of the, the the pogrom, and uh, and it said, "Quote: The crowd broke through the runway there at the airport and is looking for a plane with Jews. An angry crowd has gathered outside." a voice inside a, a, a the, the cabin is, is announcing this uh, to the passengers uh, and and wants them to remain seated in the video. Meanwhile, individuals on the runway are moving about freely and she can and, and she um, just highlights exactly what's happening as they're running back inside and trying to shut the door. The videos here are just they're, they're startling. I mean if, if, if you've seen them, it, it just illustrates how deprived people can be in their thinking how brainwashed they can be in their false religions Re- religions that teach that death is better than life that that teaches that that killing others is the ultimate goal to please their god and it also illustrates how deceived others that that don't believe in the same religion can be in their defense of terrorists. You don't have to, to to believe in that kind of religion to to support them and what they believe. Some of of you may know actress Mayim um, Balic, uh, who um, she well she played uh, Blossom uh, on that show, or maybe in The Big Bang Theory. You may have seen her there. She uh, describes what it it is like to be a a Jew in today's world, and I think. It it was powerful and gives such a great insight that that I I really want to play it for you today. Uh, she said that nothing has prepared her for the anti-Semitic that uh, uh, that that she's seen across America and made it clear that there is no excuse for any of it. The 47 year old actress posted an emotional 10 minute video on TikTok, which uh, was shared on on X. Uh, in which she speaks out as a Jewish American against the anti-Semitism that she's witnessing, blasting it as unacceptable. And I I want you to hear it. Here it is.
1: Hey, everybody. Um, This is not scripted, which... um, I feel like if I start writing what I'm feeling, I may never stop. So um, I decided to talk a little bit about, um, what some people may not understand about what your Jewish friends are experiencing. Um, so imagine if there was a a massacre of an ethnic group or a religious group, um, the equivalent of 50,000 Americans. And imagine if what happened after that was that all over the world, there were marches of 10s of 1000s of people calling for further massacre of those people. I, I can't imagine it, it's unimaginable. And that's what it feels like right now as a Jewish person. That no matter your politics, no matter what you understand or don't understand about politics, no matter If you know the history of the establishment of the state of Israel, no matter if you know the history of the Jewish experience for thousands of years, including the history before Islam, there, there has not been an experience in my lifetime that has prepared me for this. I have heard from many people my whole life that anti Semitism is growing, that the Holocaust, while we say we will never forget, many have forgotten, and the swiftness with which the global population has seized upon the massacre of. Jewish civilians living inside of a border, the swiftness with which the world has stepped up to redefine terrorism, to redefine statehood, to redefine the right of a people to exist. Nothing has prepared me or any of us for this. I've long said that there are certain people for whom it doesn't matter that I have supported a Palestinian state that I have spoken out against injustice, persecution, and suffering of the Palestinian people. And when I would tell people that it didn't matter, they would look at me like, "Mm, you're paranoid. You're just paranoid. Well, I think that I was right. And I think that many of us are now seeing that there are certain people for whom it does not matter. If you are left wing or right wing, it does not matter if you support the right of Israel to exist or if you've never been there. It doesn't matter if you look Jewish or if you don't. It doesn't matter if your family is from Eastern Europe or if they are from Northern Africa. It doesn't matter, because it is clear we get it. It is clear that there there is a strain of anti-Semitism that is alive and well. It is thriving at my alma mater, where the chant we want a Jewish genocide was echoed in the quad in front of Royce hall, the place where I took my doctoral hood, had students of all backgrounds chanting for a Jewish genocide. This is not acceptable. It's not normal. We should not normalize it. There is no excuse for calling for a genocide of an entire people. Period. Full stop. I have an 18 year old who is preparing to go to college next year. Many of the colleges on his list and the list of all of his friends are for universities that cannot find a way to unanimously, undeniably, irrevocably denounce any organization that celebrates the massacre of Jewish people. Many universities cannot figure out how to unequivocally state that organizations that incite violence and hatred by calling for an end to the Jewish people are not welcome to receive funding from the government of that university. This is astounding. Homes very close to mine are being threatened because of mezuzahs on the door. Jewish stars are being painted on Jewish homes all over the world. Is this the moment that anti-Zionists have been waiting for? The moment when the entire world bans against the Jewish people? I'm no longer afraid to draw comparisons to the global attempt at an elimination of the Jewish people, which my grandparents escaped Eastern Europe to flee. I'm grateful to those who have been able to see clearly. And I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed in many institutions I have always held sacred and the lack of humanity is devastating. The notion that this is a comeuppance for the Jewish people. That's what you get. What did you think decolonialism would look like? I did not think it looked like decapitated babies and disemboweled humans and raped women being paraded around the streets while thousands cheer. And I didn't think it looked like tens of thousands of people marching in solidarity with the actions of a terrorist organization, whose sole purpose is to eliminate, not the Jewish state, but the Jewish people. My family in Israel has commented that they feel insulated in Israel in a way that they see we are not in America. It's true. I've always believed that Israel was my homeland. And now I understand it more deeply than ever before. I am a stranger in a strange land here and it took October 7th for so many of us to see that I'm scared to send my child to school events right now. I'm scared to think about what he will meet when he goes to college. I'm scared that he has to think twice before writing an essay about how significant it is to be a liberal Jew in America. And all of the things that we have fought for, for the dignity of other groups, for self-determination, for the right to live. A free nation in our land I won't apologize for expressing what I'm going through, what so many of us are going through. We are looking for moments of joy. I'm looking for distraction, but it feels like a nightmare that we cannot wake up from right now. For those of you who support the Jewish people, for those of you who support decency and compassion and love and the hope of peace, thank you.
0: Thank you. This is why Israel has had to go to war against these terrorists support or with no support. I also wanted to to read you an opinion piece by Ben Shapiro. he says, being a Jew hating terrorist means never having to take responsibility. You can always blame the Jews after all. Admits Israel's attempts to root out Hamas from the Gaza Strip, Hamas is now receiving a helping hand from the international community and the legacy media while hamas sits on vast stockpiles of water food and medicine the international community and legacy media have placed responsibility for gaza's civilian population on israel according to no less an anti-israel authority than the new york times this weekend said As supplies of virtually every basic human necessity dwindle in Gaza, one group in the besieged enclave uh, remains well-stocked, Hamas. Arab and Western officials say there is substance to Israeli claims of Hamas stockpiling supplies, including desperately needed food and fuel. Hamas has hundreds of thousands of gallons of fuel for vehicles and rockets, cashed. Uh, caches of of, um, ammunition, explosives, and materials to make more, and stockpiles of food, water, and medicine, the officials said. A senior Lebanese official said Hamas, which is estimated to number between about 35,000 and 40,000, had enough stocked away to keep fighting for three to four months without resupply. The supply situation speaks to the the relative sophistication of hamas as a fighting force an axiom among military professionals is that while amateurs talk about tactics and professionals talk about logistics yet with gazans facing a humanitarian catastrophe hamas's stockpiles raise question about the responsibility if any it has to the civilian population ah there it is that fabled New York Times objectivity Hamas stealing billions of dollars from its citizens to fund its war machine quote raises questions about what responsibility if any it has to its civilian population imagine that sentence in any other context is there any question that the United States government has a responsibility for its civilian population or Israelis government. But being a genocidal Jew-hating terrorist means you don't have to take responsibility for the civilians that you're supposedly governing. You might you might you might not have any responsibility for these citizens. In fact, Gaza and, and, and Gaza's hospitals are right now complaining about a lack of fuel but Hamas currently has 260,000 gallons of gasoline and diesel on hand but no matter Hamas has no responsibility which is why Hamas's friends are able to lament the plight of civilians in Gaza after having funded their impoverishment and the current conflict created by Hamas Aid dollars employed to uh, or deployed to Gaza over the the past twenty years have been embezzled by Hamas and used for its murderous plans. This this just according to the NBC News. The unemployment rate in Gaza is forty seven percent, and 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 more than eighty percent of its population lives in poverty. This according to the United Nations. Hamas, however, has funded an armed force of thousands equipped with rockets and drones and and built a vast web of tunnels under Gaza. Estimates of its annual military budget range from 100 million to 350 million, according to uh, Israeli and, and Palestinian sources. Since coming to power in the Gaza Strip 17 years ago, Hamas has filled its coffers with hundreds of millions of international aid. and overt and covert injections of cash from Iran and and other ideological partners, as well as cryptocurrency and taxes and extortion and smuggling, according to the current and former U.S. officials and regional experts. Much of the money is public and legal, including large sums of financial aid from Qatar via the United Nations. An, An arrangement encouraged and approved by Israel. In in Qatari aid, um, that that aid covers the salaries of civil uh, civil servants, and it buys fuel for the the power grid and provides cash for needy families. Hamas's leadership has invested its income in an international investment portfolio worth 500 million dollars in real estate and other uh, assets from comp uh companies in algeria saudi arabia sudan turkey and the united arab emirates which it used to conceal and launder its money according to the treasury announcement but now the international community and and legacy media say it's up to israel to make humanitarian provision for Gaza's civilians this of course is disingenuous. None of the countries that voted in favor of a UN resolution pushing a ceasefire have offered to take in any Gazan civilians. None have called for Hamas to surrender to Israel, which would end the conflict immediately, of course. No, they say Israel must stop its attempts to destroy Hamas. The incidents are suffering. This is the height of cynicism. It it's on par with the old, you know, saw about the the man who kills his parents and throws himself on the mercy of the court because he is an orphan. Uh, Hamas has started started this conflict. Hamas is the the governing body in 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 the Gaza Strip. Hamas's. Uh, hamas has has chief responsibility for the for the health and welfare of and palestinian civilians and, and they don't give two wits about those citizens in fact they want those citizens to die over the weekend ishmael hanaya he's the the political leader of hamas he called for the blood of palestinian arab women and children yes so here's the math apparently if a a population elects a terrorist leadership, that terrorist leadership consolidates its control by wiping out its political rivals, that terrorist leadership steals billions of dollars in aid and impoverishes its own citizens in the process, and then that terrorist leadership murders 1,500 Jews and kidnaps another 233 people, then then so long as a terrorist leadership hides in tunnels, the terrorists must be left alone. This is insanity. It is insanity. No, no other country would would be expected to weather, not the U- United States, not the UK, not France, not Germany. No one. There can't. There. There just cannot be a ceasefire until Hamas surrenders. Anyone in the world who is not calling for Hamas to do just that, in fact those who are calling for a lengthening of the conflict by shipping in more resources for hamas to steal cannot pretend to care about human life either israeli or palestinian there is a reason both hamas and the un are calling for a ceasefire and it has nothing to do with human rights and everything to do with stopping israel from protecting its own citizens, the mass murder of whom created this conflict in the first place. But you see, that is exactly what we heard from so many on the left and and, and the propaganda media. They encourage Israel to negotiate a ceasefire to save civilian lives. But how can we negotiate to save civilian lives with people that don't care about the civilian lives in the first place? hamas official mausa abu uh, marzouk uh, confirmed during a recent interview that the hundreds of miles of tunnels under under gaza are to protect hamas terrorists not palestinian civilians and 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 to protect them from the israeli airstrikes marzouk made the the, the remarks during an october 27th um, uh, interview that uh, that was captured and translated by the middle eastern media uh, research institute or uh, memri the interviewer asked marzouk many people are asking since you have built 500 kilometers of tunnels why haven't you built bomb shelters where civilians can can hide during the bombardment quote we have built the tunnels because we have no other way to protect ourselves from being targeted and killed he responded These these tunnels are meant to protect us from the airplanes. We are fighting from inside the tunnels. Everyone knows that 75% of the people in the Gaza Strip are refugees, and it is the responsibility of the United Nations to protect uh, them, he continued. According to the Geneva Convention, it is the responsibility of the occupation to provide them with all the services as long as they are under occupation. Hamas commits war crimes by placing these their tunnels near the and even underneath churches and schools and hospitals. Hamas leader Ishmael uh, Hanaya he he called last week for the past for the Palestinian civilians to die in Israel strikes because he believes that it will help Hamas defeat Israel. Here's the quote. I call on everybody all the free people of the world all the friendly countries all the brotherly arab countries and all of and all the allies to exert all the necessary pressure in all directions and in all forms in order to end the aggression against gaza to stop this war against our children women and elderly our mosques our universities and our homes he said this brutal aggression must stop this new holocaust must stop I have said this before, and I'll say it again. The blood of women, children, and elderly. I am not saying that this blood is, call, is calling for your help. He, This is what he continued. He says, we are the ones who need this blood. So it awakens within us the revolutionary spirit. So it awakens within us resolve. So it awakens within us the spirit of challenge and pushes us to move forward. But Israel is ignoring these calls for a ceasefire with these terrorists. But instead, they're trying some different tactics that reduce civilian casualties. And I I think this is important. The the Israel Defense Force, or IDF, will reportedly deploy a new weapon to trap and seal off Hamas terrorists inside the hundreds of miles of underground tunnels that uh, they hide in under Gaza. The Telegraph reported that the IDF will use what they call sponge bombs, not sponge bob, but sponge bobs to fight the terrorist group responsible for massacring uh, uh, over 1,400 Israelis and wounding 5,300 plus in an uh, uh, unprecedented terror attack earlier this month, of course. The sponge bobs, um, which Israel is reportedly being, uh, has been using in training exercises over the last two years, are chemical bombs that when detonated rapidly expand into a foam that quickly hardens. The sponge bombs uh, would allow Israel to prevent Hamas from ambushing them as they move through Gaza, since they will be able to seal off entire sections of tunnel. Quote, contained in a plastic container, the specialist devices have a metal partition separating the two liquids. Uh, Once the barrier is extracted, the compounds mix as the soldier um, positions the bomb and throws it uh, further ahead. The IDF engineering uh, specialists are able to uh, detect where the tunnels are located via a ground and aerial sensors, um, ground penetrating radar and special drilling systems is what the reporter said. Sponge bombs uh, are reportedly uh, hazardous to work with uh, because, um, you know, they they can blind the soldiers if they're mishandled. Uh, But underground warfare more closely resembles fighting underwater than fighting uh, inside a building, according uh, to uh, even our own uh, military experts. Um, And so all of this to to make sure that at least citizen casualties um, are kept to a minimum. I would say this: Let's keep um, the is let's keep Israel and the Jews around the world in our prayers, because they're fighting terrorists that don't think like you and I do. They are they are not they do not have the Bible as their moral backbone. They do not see the world the same way that you and I do. Let's keep them in prayer. And 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 you 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 may disagree with that. You may agree with. That. I would love to hear from you and of course you can always do that at uncommon sensepodcast.com thank you very much for listening this podcast is a production of morganite communications